The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Crime of the Sports Talk. We are live. It is Thursday morning here in Arizona. 93 degrees in Phoenix, and you know that's that's not bad considering we got about another month and a half before we get to some good weather. Now, some good weather, what I would call it, is 66 degrees right now in my other spot. I'm not going to tell anybody my other spot because when I go to it, I don't want you looking for me or trying to find me. But it's 66 degrees, and it will be the high 75 there. Today in Arizona, it's going to be a high 108, and I have to golf today for nine holes that take three hours with my boy... Ed Anderson Party Whirlwind Wild Horse Pass Golf Course. Got a lot to talk about in the show. I don't have any rants per se, but you know anything can turn into a rant the way the show's gonna go. 888-346-9144. That is the number to call in to be a part of the show. You know it moves fast. You know the show. Uh this weekend, what do we have this weekend? We have the I took the liberty of watching some uh preseason games from last week. Watched the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. Watched a little bit of that. And had mixed feelings. There's a lot of drop balls on that second team, but there are a lot of big receivers that Seattle Seahawks have. Now, Seattle Seahawks doesn't have a, a receiver core by name, but they did bring in Jimmy Graham. So I think they're going to be okay. You know, you got the Marshawn Lynch, Beach Mall. You got Russell Wilson, who has a new contract. They had to get rid of some of the people because everybody, you can't pay everybody. It would be great, it would be nice. Owners keep getting their money, but you can't pay anybody. This weekend, we have the San Diego Chargers, San Diego Super Chargers, and the Arizona Cardinals playing in their second preseason game. That's August 22nd. Uh, What is it, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so 7 o'clock here at uh, University of Phoenix Stadium. The Arizona Cardinals are 0-1-1 right now, but they have a new defense coordinator, and that's not why they are 0-1-1. They are 0-1-1 because they played a team that was better. They didn't make that many mistakes. The team that make the fewest amount of mistakes win football games for the most part. But it's preseason, and we know Bruce Aaron and his staff are getting a, a second unit and possibly a third unit together. So when we get into the season, we, meaning the Cardinals, when they get into the season, they have everything in place. Now, I want to talk about the AFC. So I might talk about the AFC West tomorrow. Might dab in and out of it a little bit at the end of the show. But I might talk about the AFC West tomorrow. That's the San Diego Chargers, who the Cardinals play this weekend at the University of Phoenix Stadium. And the Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Oakland Raiders. So when Bruce Aarons and the Arizona Cardinals are finding his second and third team, uh, you remember the mantra, uh, the mantra two years ago? We're all, we do this together. 
Well, that march will work fine for the defense because defense, they had a lot of injuries, but they didn't have any letdowns. Those guys stepped in and came in and played because they bought into the philosophy of the team. When you buy into the philosophy and what the coach is doing, you usually find a way to find guys who come in and play and make them feel like they should be starting also, even though they have a dual role, and that being whether they're skill-specific, defensive back, if you will, and special teams. Justin Bethel, pretty good corner, two years Pro Bowl special teamer. They're looking for a lot out of Justin Bethel. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, have that dual role and be impactful uh, consistently if he's going to start at corner. But you got powers over there starting right now. But they want Justin to be that guy. There's a lot of talk that Justin Bethel is just as good, if not better, than Patrick Peterson. That's not a knock on Patrick Peterson. So Neanderthals don't call in talking about how could you say he's better than Patrick Peterson? Well, we see a lot of things Patrick Peterson does on special teams when he became that guy. He was that guy coming out of LSU, but we want to see the corner aspect of it. We want to see him defend. And he's had a great, Patrick Peterson had a great camp so far. Um, but Justin Bethel, they're looking for a lot of from this guy. Two, two year in a row, Pro Bowl special teamer. Uh, but they they looking for a lot of corner stuff. And he's going to come in and play nickel if he's not starting over, over power. But the Arizona Cardinals looking for that chemistry, that, that second unit, because we had problems last year with the quarterback situation going down. I'm not going to hop on that because we talked about it enough. Quarterback situation is looking good. I'm a fan of Logan from what I'm seeing so far. I'm not a fan of the commentary that I'm hearing after what he's doing. If you're going to make him that guy, Give him more reps. And I think this preseason we'll see uh, Logan a lot with the offense. you got to put a guy also with the second team and not the third team. you got to put him also at the end with the first team. I know you don't want Carson Palmer to play a whole lot, but you got to put some of those guys in there so they can get the same protections. I talk about protection with James Winston in Tampa Bay. He has no protection. He has no protection. He has a rookie. Not right now he doesn't, but he has a rookie Left tackle. That's his blind side. If you want to create a story, as I mentioned, you create the story of who's going to be better in their first year. Well, neither one of these guys have a choice. They have to be better. We're not talking about what they did in college now. Now we're talking about what they're doing in pros. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. Mariota, who's in a ten- who's a Tennessee Titan starting quarterback, drafted second pick. A lot of people don't think he should win second pick in a draft. Well, if you're looking for a quarterback and a franchise quarterback, why shouldn't he? There's a lot of times with other positions, like receiver, like an offensive lineman, maybe a defensive end would be the first pick. But in this world, in this world of football that we live in, this is not the fantasy. This is real life, and I'm gonna get a bit, I'm gonna get into some fantasy because I played it last year and I thought I was gonna win, but it came down to a bye week. It came down to a injuries. Man, it, it was it was fun because you you feel like a GM. And general manager mindset that I have, it was fun and disappointing at the same time. But you look at those guys over in Tennessee, Mariota. You look at the James Winston. You got to have guys to protect them. I think the Arizona Cardinals are finding these guys. Unfortunately for the Arizona Cardinals, and when I mentioned some something about protection, their their offensive uh, tackle that they bought in, I think they gave him a four years, forty million dollars. He's out six weeks. He has to go uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. 
Michael Laparte. He's having knee surgery. Could be out six weeks. Massey, who's out also. They're gonna have. They're gonna start the season without their two starting offensive linemen. That's that's what I'm talking about when I say protection. They got this guy, Mike uh, Laparte, from the San Francisco 49ers, and we I've talked about the San Francisco 49ers. I've told you if they go eight and eight. Now I watched them play. I watched them play last night too. Like I said, I watched a lot of reruns of the first week of preseason and game. San Francisco 49ers, they look bad. They look bad. They have some spurts here where it looked like it's coming together. Now, granted, it's the first week of preseason. But but I mentioned, if they go 8-8, eight eight, they are winning. They're doing a lot of things off, off the football field that would transcend to the football field. And that has nothing to do with more so bringing some alumni, some legendary, some legend guys back to the program. Left guard Mike uh, Lapati, he signed away from San Francisco 49ers. The Cardinals were able to get him in here. I thought that was a great pick, great steal. Uh, gave him a four-year, $40 million, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's going to be out. So we're going to look for someone else to protect Carson Palmer. And I mentioned the coaching staff for the Arizona Cardinals. These guys are creative. We've seen them since they've been here. Since Wizen Hunt was gone, and, and might I add that Wizen Hunt uh, took the team to the Super Bowl. And also let me add to that. With Denny Green players, taking nothing, taking nothing away from uh, King Wizenhut, because you had to get those guys to play. But Denny Green was getting those guys in here. Let me parallel that to the Golden State Warriors. Now Mark Jackson had that team for about two years, two or three years, put his stamp on that team. And I and I was the same guy to say, oh, I can't wait till they play next year. I want to watch the Golden State Warriors. That is my team. That is my team to watch. For last year, and in the year after that, they didn't make it. So Mark Jackson get released. It was a, I don't know how business decision that that was, and we can talk business decisions later when it comes to letting players go. Or was it a personal decision? But Mark Jackson was let go. Steve Kerr comes in. NBA champions. NBA champions. So so that's what's going to have to happen uh, when you bring these guys in, these legend guys, these. These alumni guys. That's the trans. That's the transformation that takes place off the football field. And if you don't understand what that means, you didn't eight 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 three four six nine one four four. That's the number to call in. We can talk more about it. I can explain more into it. There's so much sports to talk about. I got to keep it moving. But um, you can't do anything if you can't run the football. If you don't have your two starting offensive linemen, Arizona Cardinals, it's going to be tough. I know you just signed uh, Chris Johnson. To me, that is a great move, and Chris Johnson and everything he's been through since the 22,000 yards he had in the season with the Tennessee Titans eons ago, eons ago, about eight years ago. But Chris Johnson haven't been taking any penalties. He haven't been getting hit in such a way. And then he had a contract situation in Tennessee, which uh, set him back too. Well, anytime you have to go through a contract and you holding out, you're missing a lot of time on the field. Missing a lot of time. But you have to get this stuff together. Um, if you want to protect somebody, if you want to protect these teams, these quarterbacks of yours, this is a quarterback-driven football lead. If you don't have a quarterback, you forget about the playoffs. If you don't have consistent play at the quarterback, don't even think about talking about Super Bowl when you break the huddle. There's a lot, there's a lot of teams, and I'm going to say this forever too, there are 
15 teams that might say when they break the huddle, Super Bowl on three, one, two, three, Super Bowl. 15 teams. Can you imagine that feeling? Can you imagine that feeling when you know you're not going to the Super Bowl? You're not even getting in the playoffs. That is terrible. That is terrible. The Seattle Seahawks, as I was watching the game last night, they were playing. It's a rerun, actually. It was the first preseason game. They played the Denver Broncos. They have a guy over there. I think his name Kobe, Kobe or Jacoby, last name. He looks good. He's on the second team. And now he was going to get some second team guys also. But what he was doing, the moves he was making, they will work against anybody because it's all about setting the next guy up. Setting, one move has to set up the next move and then the next move. It's all about setting these guys up. He looks good. This is what they, they do over there in Seattle. They bring in guys, probably mid-level round guys, four, fifth, sixth round draft pick guys, undrafted free agent guys. And they buy into the system. I think they put more so the team first before individual. And when it comes down to those individuals, well, they've been there long enough, it's time to pay them. And when you have a great chemistry and, and created a great team concept, well, at some point you can't pay everybody. So in your great team, you just – to me, I think the Seattle Seahawks has a factory now. Guys want to go there and play in the Northwest. They want to play in the Northwest because they want to win. You can't, take, you can't take my wins away from me unless you, the New England Patriots, you can't even take those wins. I talk a little Tom Brady and uh, Roger Goodell when I get back from break. Um, but you can't take my Super Bowl ring away from me. You can't take that I played in the Super Bowl ring from me. These guys want to do this. At some point, you can take my money if I'm con- det- detrimental to what's going on in the league. And what's going on in the league is a lot of camp fights. And I'm going to talk about that on my break. Here's what I'm going to do. Take a quick break. See if I can find me some hot coffee. Not some coffee they had last week. Come on, Sports Talk. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hi, this is Larry Sinners. You're on Sports Talk. Kwame Lasseter with Demi Lachey and Doug Bramer. These guys know sports. Welcome back, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Jimmy Lachey and Doug Bremer. I'm the lone wolf right now. I got to show these guys how to do a show when I'm not around. I got to show these guys how to prepare for a show when I'm not around. You can't come in the studio getting your information. Now, I know sports is up to the minute. But if this is not serious to you, then I don't need you. Let me get into some camp. Well, look, first, you know, one of the first things, before I get into that, I am I am bothered. I, now, I'm not, not my fantasy football. Not that. Not so much that. The Carolina Panthers lose a receiver in Kelvin Benjamin. He was a guy. He was that same guy that I said, well, I can't wait till the Warriors get better. I can't wait till the Warriors next year because they play such at a high level. That's the same way I thought about Kelvin Benjamin for the Carolina Panthers. He was a rookie last year. Set rookie records. Um, great fantasy guy. Pick. If you're into that fantasy stuff. Tore his ACL. He was carted off the field. Tore his ACL. These guys are getting hurt. Are you noticing, Kwame Lassie Sports Talk listeners, are you noticing that a lot of injuries are happening and you wonder why? And I have a theory to it, but that's just my rhetorical question. A lot of these guys are getting injured. And I, I really can't understand why, but I can tell you what I think about it. When I was playing, I came in under Buddy Ryan. Now, if you know, the football was different then. It was we was we was banging defensively. We had two nine on sevens in camp. The game has changed so much through complaining or through the safety or through the health reasons of NFL players or or, or keeping your product in the field. I mean, on the field. Um, but the game has changed a lot. It's not as physical as it used to be. You can't hit the receivers, and I don't mean cheap shotting receivers. I don't mean using your head helmet as a weapon. I, I remember us fighting in camp, and I get to that as I tell a story of why these guys are getting injured so much, why baseball pitchers are having Tommy John so much. They used to pitch all the time. They used to pitch all the time. There was nothing ever wrong with those pitching muscles. That's why you get tennis elbows. There was nothing wrong with those muscles. Golf elbow. There was nothing wrong with those muscles because you were doing it all the time. Now, I'm not a doctor, per se. So here's a, so I say this to that. <clears throat> when we were playing football, we were doing it all the time. There was no injuries. Do you know how these guys have camp now? The way they have camp now in the National Football League, you cannot practice more than two days with pads on. Camp or is it, I wouldn't say daycare because the this, this sport is still too physical. These guys are, these guys are getting hurt like it was, like it's okay to get hurt. Like it's the thing to do. But they're not hitting and, and banging the way they are, uh, the way we were doing then. Football was different. Now, I didn't play million years ago. Let me tell you, there was a time about three years ago where there were so many flags being thrown and it was, a, it was made a point of reference 
from down from the NFL to the referee. Throw the flag on anything. We'll talk about it later. Man, guys are losing a lot of money. You remember James Harris for Pittsburgh Steelers? This guy's getting fined hundred thousand dollars. He only played six games. Then the fines went up every time. I've seen plenty of plays where it was the offensive player scared to get hit, or maybe protecting himself, ducking his head. So what else? What else am I supposed to do? I got fined. In my seventh year, I think I got fined. It was $15,000. No, I'm sorry. It was $7,500. $7,500 got fined. I just left the Arizona Cardinals, went to the San Diego Chargers. It wasn't personal because the guy that I hit was my workout partner the entire summer. Steve Bush, the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. He was my workout partner. It wasn't in the ill intentions. I just played that way. I played that way. So I zoomed in. I could probably could have intercepted the ball, but, you know, I had to set the tone for the team. Here nor there, he's coming down. The, he's coming down the the hash. I see him. Well, I say, "Uh oh, somebody about to die." Now, again, it was any ill intentions. Now, I didn't know it was Steve Bush until I hit him. I just saw a guy in another jersey. He was just in another jersey, and I I was playing for the Chargers, and it just happened to be the Cardinals, where I should have been anyway. Anyway, let me let me move. <laughs> let me move on. I digress. Let me move on. So Steve Bush saw me coming. I'm zero. Everybody knows that I'm going to knock you out if you come across the middle. I have to set that tone. It's not for me. It's not personal. It's, it's business. You can't throw the ball across the middle. Don't even think about it. So he's, come across the, he's coming down the field. He sees me duck his head. We hit helmets. He's knocked out for two weeks. If he would have got up and went to the huddle and played next week, I wouldn't have got fined. He was knocked out for two weeks. They fined me. I tried to rebuttal. But this is the game now. They don't want anybody getting hurt. I understand that. I'm all for the safeties. I'm all for the safeties of football players. I am. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I used to be mad at uh, the St. Louis Rams uh, receivers when they would fall on the ground um, when we were about to hit them. But they smart. They living to play another down. These guys are getting hurt in camp because they're not hitting anymore. They don't, they don't have to go their bodies. When you got a hamstring problem, you know what that is? Your legs are tired. You're not working them enough. That's my theory. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, per se. Depends on what you need help in. These guys are getting hurt. Oh, these, these minor injuries becoming major injuries. And you know the saying, you can't make the club in the tub. But here's the new saying. I can't get on the field until I'm healed, especially when you gave me a cup of meal. These guys not risking their life. Are you crazy? They're not risking their life because there's a draft. There's an NFL draft every year for somebody to replace you. And hopefully you stay around three to four years so I can get him ready. I'm not waiting for you. You can't make the club in the tub. Okay, well, I understand that. Well, I'm not taking the field until I'm healed when I got all these meals. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So that's my theory. That's my theory about these guys getting hurt now. I don't think they... I know they're workers, but I don't think they're allowed to work anymore or work any harder. I think the majority of work is probably on the uh, OTAs and off-season training and that stuff like that. But when it comes to camp, they can't practice any more than two days with pads on. 
Let that be the way I play. And maybe I would probably got hurt, but let that that's that's a spa treatment. Those they, they in a spa treatment. They don't have to bang two days in a row. Shoot, we bang nine on seven, two practices in a row. What what that's crazy. Now let me get to why these guys are fighting so much. Because I, I don't know why they're fighting so much. Because you can't be frustrated. And I, when I was playing, you get frustrated of camp. You're tired of being in camp. So a fight starts. Sometimes those fights are strategic. If you know who the coach is. If the coach is a player's coach. Or if this coach is like, hey, if you're fighting, you're running. You know, mind running. You just don't feel like practicing anymore. You can run at your own pace anyway, some teams. But these fights are breaking out. I have no idea why, because you can't be frustrated. Now, I will add this to it. The fights we're seeing, they're breaking out when teams are scrimmaging against other teams. Because I don't see so much team-on-team fight like there used to be. So that's not a big image thing. But you can't put this on TV and then market it and promote it. This is my problem with the NFL anyway. Well, it used to be. I don't know if they're doing this now. Or maybe the concept of putting two teams on TV, scrimmaging, and seeing a fight. Well, you know what you could do? You could cut that off so no one ever see it. But what you do is show the fight in its entirety. What, what used to happen, when these guys were getting fined, big hits. They were big hits. They were like oohs and ahs. And you, and you watch those, and you're like, oh, he got hit. You didn't think about if the guy got hurt. You thought... He got hit. Whether that be a receiver cracking back on a linebacker or a defensive back or a defensive back or a linebacker hitting a receiver or a running back. That's how you saw it. You didn't say, I wonder if that guy got hurt. Well, the guys I hang around, they probably say, oh, yeah, he's dead. We know the game. But what the NFL would do at the end of the year after they find you thousands and thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some instances with certain players, they would promote and market those big hits. And they would do it to kids. They were marketing them to kids. Kids were showing this. I used to do a camp in Virginia, but I don't do that camp anymore because they show highlights of everybody else except the people that come back to Virginia so we can make Virginia what it's supposed to be. There's really no light. It's a camp. It's a football camp. Show the highlights of everybody else around the league. Not the guys that's from Virginia, which anybody know there are tons and tons and for the, major- for the majority of the time, or part, all of us come back. Well, when I found out it was about nothing, it was no life skills situation. I mean, we had a little auditorium talk, but then you had a camp. We talking to some kids who just went through camp. You in an auditorium, you talking to some kids that sleep. You need to talk to the parents. You gotta have a you gotta have a session where you talk to the parents, because these colleges. They're, they're recruiting techniques to the parents. To the mother, I'm telling you, your son's going to graduate. He's going to eat three meals a day. He's going to have a place to sleep. That's what a mother wants to hear is my baby going to be okay. He is still her baby. To the dad, in some cases to the fathers, I'm telling your son going to play. He going to start. Well, of course he's going to start. That's why you recruit him. He's going to start at some point. When is my son going to start? Of course he's going to start. And he's going to graduate. Dad don't ask my son to eat. I know he's going to eat. He better eat. 
there are re- recruiting strategies to this to this madness. Even if I show your son big highlights, big hits and highlights and plays, even when I bring your son to my campus and I shut the lights off and then I turn them on and all he see is him and in my uniform, my team's uniform, making plays. That's strategies to this thing. Now, I left from one thing to another one, but I want to move back to them fight. I don't know why they're fighting in camp. They're not going through anything strenuous. Everything they go have in camp, they had in OTAs. They had in mini camps. Only only people you bring it alone is are the 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 rookie guys and the free agents that wasn't there. Those are the only guys you bring it alone. There's more to this, and I want to talk about more of it when I come back. So what I'm gonna do is take a quick break. Come on, Sports Talk. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art, and competition, Surf Talk Show is a place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and The Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and entertainment that'll keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. East Coast on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. School to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. This is Jerome Buda Daniels. You're listening to Kwame Lassa's Sports Talk with Damarie Lachey and Doug Bremer. They know about this sports thing. Oh, man. Kwame Lassa's Sports Talk. I'm back. I'm back sooner than you thought. 888 346 that is the number. Let me wrap up this. Uh, let me wrap up this football thing. This football injury thing. Again, I'll say this: you are not allowed to practice and pass any more than two days in a row. I guess there's ways around it. There's ways around anything. There's ways around getting footballs how I want them to be. There's ways around anything. There's ways around me fighting that case, that situation, just so it looks like I put up a good fight, and I'm not guilty. But I put up a good fight. How can I be guilty when I'm fighting this hard for it? Right? Well, there's ways there's ways around practicing with pads on. Hopefully no one's doing it because the, at the end of the day, you want your players ready for football games, games that matter. And uh, and a lot of fans who think the preseason doesn't matter, it matters. 
It matters because you know what I'm doing? You know what they're doing? They're building the team for the long haul, not for I want to win six games. See, most teams and most coaches, and, and you can get your players to buy into this and believe this, which is true in my uh, – I break the season up into quarters. I break the season up to uh, quarters. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. I, I kind of correlate that to all a football game that we're going to play. Now, a lot of teams have tough schedules. Some have easy schedules, and they're still not going to win. They're still not going to the Super Bowl, even with their easy schedule. When you battle-tested, you playing these tough teams earlier, but that's because what you did last year. Now, back to the quarters that I break my schedule up into. So that's first quarter's four games, right? We got a 16-game season, 17-week, 16-game season. First quarter's four games. Second quarter's four more games. That's eight, right? So what are the third and fourth? Eight more. I'm not a math genius, but what was that, 16 games? Okay, let me move on. If I can win in the first quarter three games, then we're winning as a team. I go into the second quarter, depending on my schedule, depending on what my team, barring injuries or anything else, we're on a roll, we're making a move, my quarterback's standing straight up, I want to win three more. I'm 6-2. I'm not a genius in math, but I know a little something. I'm 6-2, and two, right? So I'm 6-2 and two at halftime. I'm 6-2 and two at halftime. That is a good season right there I'm having so far. Uh-oh, something happened. Third quarter, I'm 2-2. Two and two, So, God, I'm 8-4. 8-4, and, four. Eight and four. Okay, now it's coming down to the divisional race. Uh, I need to win the division. I'm 8-4. I better win those three games that I won in the first and second quarter. If I'm eight and four right now, I win three games, lose one in the fourth quarter, I'm eleven and five, right? That's winning, right? But you gotta play you can't give these young guys that are coming into the National Football League or undrafted free agent from another team to still have his concept when he's coming to your new team, you have to change the mindset. I'm going to make you successful successful by doing what you do best. I'm going to make you successful by buying into the team concept. When I say we do this together or we're all in, that's just what you're going to know it to be. So now I'm 11-5, I had a great season. But I'm not going to overwhelm you and say we got 17 weeks and 16 games to win 11 games. I'm going to say we got four games. We need to concentrate on. Take them one at a time. Here's the first game, second game, third game, fourth game. That's the first quarter. I'm not overwhelming you with 16 games. I'm telling you, we better like, our, we better like the results that we get in the first four games of, the, of our season. Does that make sense? That's how you win football games. And, and, and great coaches and great minds know how to do that. Don't overwhelm your players. I don't care how many veteran leaders you have. You don't have to overwhelm them. And the veterans that know that, well, they get the younger guys to buy into the system also. Because if you stick to the process, the results are what you like. If you stick to the process, you're going to like the results. One of the things I would like to get away from, though, is these. Uh... Now, we understand we're good on that. 888-346-9144, Quam Lots of Sports Talk. Somebody says real talk, but that might somebody might be Ed Anderson. But look, here, here's what I want to get away from. We have the image problem with the fighting, and, 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 and through the NFL, it might be an image problem, but that's only when you're fighting another team. That's only when you're on 
that hard knocks life that I've probably watched the first season. And what was that, 16 years ago? 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. Because it was interesting. It was it was new. I don't know if it was interesting. It was new. But then I started thinking, what well, you putting this on TV, this is more money for you. This is more money for you, NFL. You putting this on TV. Why does this have to be on TV? You remember when you was a kid and you played in your game? And and in literally and then high school? You didn't see that on TV. You went the next day, you got the paper. So now, to some, the paper, the newspaper is irrelevant because you have the internet. You have all these sports feeds. You remember you used to, man, you couldn't wake up. You couldn't wait to wake up and go to the newspaper and look at your numbers, look at your stats. And you're going to see them anyway once you go back to practice. You're going to have a list, a spreadsheet of what, what will happen in the game, play by play, down for down and everything. But that's when it was good. But now there's money. Now it's about money. And you wonder why the NFL makes so much money, the most popular sport in the world. And that you can argue that with football and that, that's for soccer across the uh, on some other continents. That why they pay their players the way they pay their players? Baseball players, I can get a headache tomorrow. I can sign a $200 million contract for... Five years. I got a headache tomorrow. That $200 million is guaranteed to me. The unions for baseball will not allow you to take a hometown discount because you're going to mess up everything for the next player. See, the unions we have in the National Football League are guys who played, who played, and they got, and they got air conditioned, so they lose their mind. But when you was playing, you were fighting for something. You were fighting. You was fighting a good fight. You was fighting for the players. You was fighting for uh, what we want to be and who we want to be in the next five to ten years. But then the NFL hires you, which I call that sabotaging. You get in the air conditioning, you lose your mind. See, baseball, they have lawyers, guys who are not affiliated with, with the MLB for the most part. And you got to have somebody in there who can tell you those lawyers what's what, baseball-related. But they're not going to let you. They'll collect the bargain read them. They're not going to let a guy with the Mets, with the New York Mets, who is my baseball team, who is uh, in this pennant race, but they have some young pitchers. I might get to that later. Come on, Mets, you got to pull it off. Um, they're not going to let a guy for the Mets who's from New York play with the Mets been with the Mets for 10 years, contract's coming up, they want to sign him again, but they want to get a hometown discount. He want to give them, his Mets franchise, a hometown discount. Well, the CBA for the Major League Baseball, they're not going to let you do that. Oh, no, you can't do that. You messing up for the next guy coming along. This is business right here. If they're going to have business towards you, you got to have business with them. I could appreciate that. I could appreciate that. So the image of football and how you promote it on TV, well, we don't get any of that money. That doesn't go, that doesn't go into the contract money. Roger Goodell wrote every owner a $250 million check last year. Now, I, I wouldn't say he wrote them. He gave them a $250 million check last year. His job is, and his alliance is not to the players. He's judge, jury, and executioner. But you know what? I'm not mad at him for that because the stupid players, we gave them that power. 
I'm not mad at Roger Goodell for taking something that, huh, here's the, here's the cake I made you. Oh, well, well, here's the icing on it, too. Get it all. And Mr. Goodell, would you like some ice cream? Now, I'm not talking bad about him because I said a couple weeks ago, I have to stop talking about bad about people that I didn't meet, that I haven't talked to. I'm on the outside looking in. Well, I met Roger Goodell. He's such a nice guy, such a good guy. But he was in another capacity, too. He wasn't dealing in the business. He was listening to what the Legends community was doing. A great, great concept what the Legends community is doing right there across the board. So I got to stop talking about it. And Kristen, you remember when I used to talk about Kristen Ponder? Then I met the guy. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I talked about Johnny Mazzell. Then I met the guy. I'm like, man, these, these are good guys. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm the, Maybe I got a problem. Maybe something wrong with me. But these guys are in other capacity. But if Roger Goodell can give these every owner, how many owners? 32 owners? $250 million. Somebody do the math today. I just told y'all three times I wasn't a math genius, but I'm something close to one, and I don't got time to do that math. $250 million to 32 owners. That's outstanding. That is outstanding. And you can pay a coach a lot of money, but you can't pay the players a lot of money. Coach is not getting injured. And what injury he going to get? What injuries, what injuries are he getting? And then when I get done with football, you can tell me I'm okay. See, what you want me to do, you want me to die on the football field, but you don't want me to live off it. Now, don't take that too harsh. You want me to die on the football field, but you don't want me to live off it. So when I'm going for a contract and all these idiotic fanatics talking about, you greedy, you asking for too much money. Like, when did I become greedy when there's billions of dollars in this business? When did I become greedy when the owner's getting this and the coach is getting that? When did I become greedy when my contract is up and this is what the numbers warrant? All you need is a great marketing scheme, a great marketing strategy. The scheme and strategy are two different things, right? Could be, depending on how you look at them, depending on who you are as a person. You got a great marketing scheme. You got a great marketing strategy. You get some things done. You get some stuff done. My whole thing about all of it at the end of the day, if you tell the truth to what it is, then everybody will buy into it. But if I got figured out that this is not what you said it was, I had this guy on my team, Lorenzo Lynch, who's the uncle of Marshawn Lynch. Now, we joke around. He's, it was, I think it came from a movie, but he, he would always say, <laughs> jokingly, let me say that for the listeners, if a man ain't who he say he is, I'm going to kill him. Now, Lorenzo Lynch, if you know Lynch Mob, you know Lynch Mob crazy, but not crazy enough to kill somebody. It was just always fun and funny. And to this day, he haven't done anything crazy like that. But my point in saying that is, at the end of the day, if you tell the truth, or we don't have to find out what it is or what it is not, then everything's good. Everything's good. So the marketing, for example, Little League World Series Baseball. Man, can you get that off TV? I, I'm all for the publicity of kids, but not the, not the uh, let me find the right word. I'm all for the publicity of kids, but not the exploitation of kids. There we go. University of Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas. I'm not for the exploitation of kids. Little League, Little League World Series. Now, there's a lot of guys in the major leagues right now. 
I would say a lot, that played in these across-the-world Little League games. And it was fun to watch. But they getting so much airtime, I thought it was a TV show. I thought it was a sitcom. They've been on the air for two weeks. This Little League World was, And that was exciting last year because we were watching Jackie Robinson of the West and out of Chicago. It was exciting. No, all of it was. All of it was. Let me say that. I'm not just going to say them as opposed to everything. But it was all good. But you exploiting these kids, you better get them off TV. But you're doing some great marketing. You're making some great money. Guess what? These kids are not getting any of that money. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. I'm taking a quick break. I'm going to come back and finish this show up. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This is Frank Sanders, former player with the Arizona Cardinals. You're listening to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show with Demery Lachey and Doug Brimmer, the number one sports talk show in Phoenix, Arizona. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, this is Jake the Snake Plumber. You're listening to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk with Demery Lachey and Doug Bremer. They're legit. Eight 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 three four six. Last segment nine one four four. Give a call in. Let's finish up the show. Uh, appreciate all those guys. You know, Larry Sinners, Jake Plummer, Jerome Daniels. Who else was doing it? Uh, somebody else was doing it too. But I appreciate those guys giving a drop. You know, I had an event during the Super Bowl. These guys gave a drop for the show. And there's nobody doing it better than me, by the way. Uh, you just gotta have the right team. When you got the right team, you'll be successful. And that's in anything. That's in anything. You got the right team, you got the right people around you, you got the right, the right people doing their job, you can be successful. There's some money to be made. Frank Sanders, Frank Sanders. Thank you, top dog. Frank Sanders dropped a, uh, did a drop for me also. ASU might have a... ASU, man, I'm following these guys. Like I said, I follow all the teams out here. Now, ASU was one of the teams last year who were 91 with the U of A. Wildcats, 91 with the Arizona Cardinals last year was 91. That's one of the teams that was, man, you thought they were going to do it. You thought they were going to get into that playoff. I think I might be a fan of the playoff. I mean, it's BS all against all the same, but, you know, I might be a fan of this playoff. I think more teams should get in. More teams should get into this playoff situation. But ASU, you know what? It starts with the uniform. I don't care what players you have. You look good, you're going to play good. That's just what it is. If you look good, you're going to play good. That's why I dress the way I dress when I golf. 
let me move on. Arizona Sun Devils, I think they got new uniforms, and they're looking good from what I'm seeing. From what I'm seeing, I think they got new uniforms, and they look good. Uh, I think they're doing a great job over there as far as where they're taking the program. Ten-plus wins for the past three seasons. When have they done that ever? Well, it was years, years, years ago. I think it was in the 50s, maybe the 60s. But 10-plus wins, that's, that's building a program. That is building a program. That is getting it done over there. You're letting guys come back uh, to the school who played there. Again, I, I, I stress this. You got you to bring back the, the alumni. You got to bring back the veterans. You got to bring back the legends. Guys need somebody else they can talk to other than the coach that they can trust that's not going to run back and t- tell the coach. I think that was Jim Harbaugh, and speaking of Jim Harbaugh, that was his problem in San Fran. A lot of the guys didn't, that played there in that legendary program who won, who went to, who won four Super Bowls, they, wouldn't, they didn't feel like they was welcome to the, to the building. I know when I left the Arizona Cardinals, I went to San Diego. I felt like I was welcomed into the building. Like, Kwame, come upstairs. Anytime. I'm like, what? What's this, Joe? You got a cameras on me? No, it was real. That's, the, that's how you keep a clean, healthy atmosphere. That's how you keep the atmosphere. Now, there's a lot of talk about Jim Harbaugh shunning the Big Ten media. Well, that's a bunch of Neanderthals. I'm trying to get my team ready. I'm just leaving, I'm just leaving the, the NFL. I'm trying to get my collegiate team ready. During the season, you don't see a whole lot about that when the coach for Alabama, when Nick Saban does it, because Jim, Jim Harbaugh is so outspoken, and so is Nick. But because he, they are who they are, you feel like you can, you can jab one more than the other, where I could get something out of this guy. But if I don't want to talk to the, if I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. You gonna, how you going to make me talk? How you just going to do that? Because I don't want to talk to the NFL, the Big Ten Network. How does that benefit me? I know it's Big Ten, and I don't personally don't think he shunned the Big Ten. I think he did his interviews. I think it's football season now. When does college start? Another two weeks? They play their first game. Some might play. Some of the smaller schools and collegiate colleges might play next week. They might play next week. So I don't think. Don't don't try to make a story out of nothing. But that's what we do all the time. We'll take something and we make a story out of it. Then you'll get on the air and say you have a radio show. You're the host of this show or that show. You're a sports analyst or you're a professional in this, this, and that. Well, you just made up that show. Like I, got, I might do it sometime, but not all the time. Maybe I dab into some falsification here or there. But seriously... Don't make a story out of something that's really not a story, and then you blow it up, and it goes, it goes national for no reason at all, except for you got it, you needed a topic. Me, I just try to tell it like it is, or tell it what it is. I, that, I, I don't, I guess I don't know any other way. I guess I don't. But I said I was going to talk about the AFC West. And, and my picks for the AFC West. And then I want to dab. Tomorrow I'll probably get into it. You know how I talked about the NFC West where, shoot, the Seattle Seahawks 
And I had some great feedback on Twitter, too. I had some great feedback from my uh, Twitter followers. I'm about to get my Twitter followers' numbers up. Because now I'm about to take this this social media thing serious. Now I use it to my benefit when I do my foundation, the Quantum Lives of the Foundation.org. Now I use it thoroughly in that. Um, but everything I'm doing, I should use it for everything, even my, my Quantum Lives of the Sports Talk on Voice America. What I do, I, I post some things here and there. But I'm about to get my social media. I'm about to get my little my little bluebird and about to get my uh, Instagram and all that stuff up. I just don't like nosy people. What are you getting on it for? You getting on them to follow me because of the show? Or what are you doing? You wanna you wanna come to one of my events? Facebook and all that stuff. Come on now, you gonna do it? Get on it for the real reasons. Cause you wanna find out what's going on in the in the, in the sports world. Now, I said I was going to talk about the uh, AFC West, but let me recap. Because I could tell you, before I even get to it tomorrow, my predictions. Now, I said Seattle, chokingly, choking. Uh-oh, what's going on? I said Seattle, chokingly, grudgingly, is the favorite so far. Now, what I saw from the Cardinals' second team missing tackles, and you still got to make those tackles because you're in position. The plays are what they are. You got to make those tackles. Come on now, Cardinals. Cardinals are second, but the first team between those two teams to get to 11 or 12 games win a division. And they have to be important games because the Cardinals do well the season. Both of their schedules are very important. Their first six games, it could define. It could take that momentum. It can put them on that momentum to being – Division champs of the AFC West, NFC West. Now, I said don't sleep on the St. Louis Rams. Remember I said that. Don't sleep on the St. Louis Rams. If they can resuscitate their offense, their defense is pretty good. If they can resuscitate their offense, they might be fighting for that number two spot. So I'm counting on the Cardinals to fight for that number one spot, which they will do. We've seen them do that in past past years. They haven't been a, you know what the great part about being in Arizona now? Of all the sports, the major sports we have, when we have every major sport, is the Cardinals are winning. The atmosphere is good. You go to the stadium, it's like a man, it's packed. The atmosphere is good. That's what that's what I'm liking about what's going on here in the valley. The Cardinals are good. That might have been it. Now everybody can go to work feeling good. Even when they lose, they say, Oh, don't worry about it. The Cardinals are they're, they're in good shape. They're gonna be all right. It was a tough one, it was a tough loss. Okay. Let me let me proceed. Now, poor little San Francisco 49ers. I was gonna have Mike Wilson call in. And Mike Wilson was a uh one of the tandems of Jerry Rice, John Taylor, and the receiving core of the San Francisco 49ers. I was gonna have him call in. Maybe, maybe, maybe next week. Maybe next week. But if they can finish eight and eight, they are winning. But they might be six and ten. There might be six and ten. Let me give you my predictions before I run out of time of the AFC West. Now, I might change this, but right now I'm giving it to you on Thursday Thursdays. I'm gonna give it to you right now. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, I'm take, let me take that back. No, I'm gonna, this this is my prediction. Kansas City Chiefs. Dang. Mm. Can I put a tie in there? Can I say? Dang, Kansas City Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, San Diego Chargers, Oakland Raiders. 
I'm throwing it out there in that way for conversation purposes. Because I might change that tomorrow. You know what? I might change that tomorrow. We're going to get into that tomorrow. Kansas City Chiefs, San Diego Chargers, Denver Broncos. Or Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos, San Diego Chargers, Oakland Raiders. Now, I like the franchise quarterback Oakland Raiders possibly have in Carr, but we'll see where they go defensively. Here's what it is. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, that is in. I'll be back tomorrow morning to talk about this. Um, I might have this final order tomorrow. Appreciate you listening. I'm out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.